A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Betsy, good morning Hello. to you. How good are you? Good morning to you. I'm well. How are you? I noticed you? that you... Well, I'm fine. Thank you. Okay. I assumed you weren't going to say anything, so I was moving right on. Oh, of course. And then my brain said, wait a minute. Somebody spoke. You've got to uh-huh. do the polite thing in response. So yes. thanks for thinking of me, Betsy. Uh-huh. Okay, what were you going to say? I was going say? to say I noticed that you parked a fair distance away from my car. Yes, because I'm terrified that you're going to <laughs> smash my car to pieces. Oh, I should not laugh. It's all I can do at this point. I had a terrible Tuesday. Yep. Right? Yes. You, you were a part of this. You saw it all happen. Well, I wasn't a part of it. I no. just oh, you're, it. So you're distancing yourself right now. <laughs> yes. I ran into at a high clip of speed. Mm-hmm. I backed into, I should say. Yes. That makes it sound a little more you right. know, responsible. Yes. It wasn't at least I drove into it. Right. I backed into a co-worker's vehicle. Yes. And did a fair amount of damage because I was going at a pretty fair clip trying to get somewhere fast. And yeah. you know what happens when I try to get anywhere fast or do anything fast? Yeah, it never works out. It never works out. Nope. Why do I not remember that? I don't know. Oh, uh, It was terrible. And the worst part about it, honestly, mm-hmm. is that no matter how many times I've explained it to him. Yes. Because the poor person I hit is twice my size easily. He is. Yes. I, I think I, when I'm standing on he a chair, I come up like to his bug. belt buckle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> of all the people to hit, I hit his car. Yes. And I hit it, and mm-hmm. I thought I hit a snowbank. It made a little <laughs> crunching sound. <laughs> and I thought, oh, what a dope. I just hit a snowbank. Yep. Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> and then I started to drive away, and I look out the window, uh-huh. and he's running through the parking lot with his hands on his head, uh-huh. like in a sign of anguish, right. utter anguish. And I thought... Brad, don't worry about it, man. It's just a snowbank, and my car's okay. Uh huh. And then I saw where he was running, and I saw a little car there that was crumpled and piles of glass on ground on the ground. Uh-huh. <gasps> oh, Whoops. Oh, talk about feeling like a complete dope. Yeah, you felt even more like a dope when I told you that he's only had that car for a month. A month? Don't yep. keep reminding me about <laughs> that. That's what backup cameras are for. Hello. Brad, I'm so sorry. Here's the public (laughs) apology to Brad. If Betsy hadn't taken my parking spot, things would have turned out better. Wait, wait. I think you pulled in before I did in the morning. Anyway, let's not talk about the past, Betsy. Uh That's the past. Let's move on. Yeah. What are we doing today? Today, in the next segment, we're going to talk to Dr. Vince Dubrovic about food allergies and intolerances and sensitivities because those things can be a little confusing and they seem to be something that we're dealing with a lot lately. Right. They can be quite concerning. So we're going to talk to Dr. Vince about that. We're going to also talk at the end of the show about the upcoming Home and Garden show and we'll give away a ton of tickets this week. Right. Only a few we've given away so far. Yeah. This is the mother load. So that's coming <laughs> up at the end of the show. But yes. right now, Betsy wants to talk about an article that you found on a website that we use quite a bit for information, but you yeah. don't really agree with this one. Right. You're the a little fam- frustrated. Yes. The Family Handyman, who we've referenced before, had an article this week, Eight Painting Myths You Need to Stop Believing Today. Right. Stop believing these myths. Right. It's just Stop things that believing aren't true. myths like Dan is a safe backupper, <laughs> right. backer upper, backer upper. Exactly, that is a that's huge a myth. myth, right? Park far away. So, yes. Yeah. So their first myth that I want to talk about is the myth that I need to hire a professional. So I, the myth is I need to hire a professional. Right. So what Family saying, Handyman is saying, you can do it. 
Which we yourself. would normally say. So I'm I'm interested to hear what your beef is, Betsy. Yes. What's I, the beef? I would say you can do it, but there are some caveats at certain times. Um, we always encourage you to try these projects, and we will give you all the tools and all the advice to get you started with them. But if time is of the essence, if you have a party coming up, like spring graduation parties and weddings and things like that, and you just need to hurry and get it done, then that's probably okay. a good time to hire a professional because they're going to get it done more quickly. And especially if your skills are, you know, kind of In mediocre. the learning stage, like my, like right. my backer upper skills. <laughs> I'm in right. the learning stage. Well, if you're going to have a ton of people coming through your house, you want it to like look Like if you're listing best. your house, too, I would think yeah. that might be a good time to actually yeah. bring in a contractor, yes. a professional. I have seen some bad paint jobs. And that so. will affect the money you get. Yeah. We've talked to realtors about that. We're, in yep. fact, in the future, we've got a couple interviews lined up where that's one of the things that they want to talk about. They've yeah. seen houses that even in our market now, mm-hmm. aren't moving because right. the paint job is so bad. Right. So there's certain instances where hiring a professional is the way to go. Lots of right. instances. Yeah. And there's certain projects that homeowners, you're just yeah. not going to have the tools and everything, and you're not going to want to invest in them. Right. So hiring a professional is honestly the way to go in a lot of instances, and we right. can help you do that. Yeah. But in other instances, we'll help you learn so you can tackle mm-hmm. a lot of these on your own. So it's a kind of a, it's a, balancing, a, a balancing there. Right. All right. What's the next one? The next myth I want to cover is the myth that I really should paint two coats of paint. Now, they say, just do one and you're done. This is the myth. One coat and done. Yeah. I completely disagree with this. Yeah, you're all upset about this. I tell everybody two coats of paint. And the reason for that is... Because you're bossy. Uh, no. Because if you really look, you can tell when a wall only has one coat of paint. Maybe you can get away with it if you are painting the same color on a wall, you know, if you mm-hmm. had to do a little patching and you're repainting the entire wall, then fine. One coat of paint with the primer over those patch spots is probably fine. But if you are changing a color at all, two coats of paint always because the first coat never covers completely. That second coat evens out your color and it evens out your sheen well, over the wall. that's where you get your film build too. And that's where right. the durability comes from, the washability. Right. This whole one coat paint thing, it I, sounds like such a dream come true. Right. But the problem is it sets up all kinds of false expectations. Mm -hmm. People are generally disappointed. Right. Because it doesn't work the way they think it's going to because it's very hard, like you said, to apply it perfectly evenly. Right. And then down the road... Mm-hmm. You get much less durability. Yep. The color doesn't look like what you expected right. because it doesn't give you that full coverage. It's just not the way to go. You are saving a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. What is that saying? You're robbing Peter to, to pay, pay Paul. Paul. Yep. You're not winning in that situation. Right. That extra coat of paint, that second coat flies. It goes really fast. Yeah. Just take the time to do it. Right. And that second coat is going to cover much better than the first coat did. So that's an added bonus. Another myth that kind of is in that same realm that they have up there is the myth that my walls are smooth so I don't need a primer. And they are saying you always should use a primer. And you're going to say we don't always need a primer. Right. Exactly. Because if you are painting a wall that maybe you painted, oh, I don't know, five years ago or something, and it was originally painted in a matte or an eggshell finish, so not super shiny, 
there's no damage to your walls, no patches or any damage of any sort. And you're not damage, making a tremendous damage. color change. Right. Then go ahead and just paint your two coats of paint over top and skip the primer. There's no right. reason for it. But if you do have water damage, smoke stains, um, if you have patched places in your wall, you know, then yes, for sure, use a primer on those spots. Unless you've only got a few of the spots. Right. You could use the paint as its own primer. Right. Hence, the whole, the yeah, paint, the paint primer, primer all, all in, in one. one. It's an interesting thing. We've talked about it before. We don't have a lot of time to go into it. But Betsy made a point a while back that different brands of paint that you sold before you worked at Repcolite, you were talking about how one day the mm. labels just said interior paint. Right. And... There was a day where the labels changed and the new product came in yeah. and the label said paint and primer all in one. Yeah, it was the... No formulation change. Right. You ask people, you know, in those companies and you say, so it says paint and primer all in one. Did the formula change? What can I expect? And they say, oh, no, it's exactly the same. We just changed the labels. Yeah. Because technically, if it's a good quality product, then it can be used as a paint and primer all in one. And that just means that you could prime those little spackle spots with the paint paint that you're going to use, your finished coat, and then paint over the entire thing. Right. But before you go and skip the primer on any project, and before you go and buy a ton of primer for a given project, you probably would do best to just stop out at any Repcolator Port City paint store, bring us some pictures, and we'll make the right recommendation for you. Absolutely. Now, coming up after the break, we're going to be in the studio with Dr. Vince Dubravic talking about food allergies because it seems to be something that's on a lot of people's minds. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Betsy, we're back. We and are. We're going to talk about allergies. We are. Dr. Vince Dabravic is here. He's a physician, board certified in pediatric and adult immunology at Allergy Asthma Specialist, West Michigan. Dr. Vince, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me back. Okay, so today I want to talk about allergies and things like that, food allergies more specifically. Mm-hmm. But I think to start out, we need to differentiate between intolerance, like lactose intolerance, actual allergies, and then I guess there are food sensitivities, like wheat well, sensitivity gluten-free. or whatever. Yeah, gluten-free, things Half like that. Half of my household is apparently <laughs> gluten-free. Yeah. So these are confusing terms, and I think right. sometimes we use them interchangeably. So can you define those for us? Sure, I'll try. So most reactions to food do not involve allergies. And so you can have different types of reactions to foods. Mm -hmm. For example, you can have an intolerance, and the classic one is lactose intolerance. Mm -hmm. And this is due from not having an enzyme in your intestines that breaks down the sugar of milk. That sugar is called lactose. The enzyme that breaks it down is called lactase. So if you don't break down that milk sugar lactose, it sits there and and ferments and it makes you gassy Mm. and uh, upset stomach. Right. Now you can buy the enzyme over the counter called mm-hmm. lactase. Okay. And so that's a type of food intolerance. Another type of food intolerance maybe some people have an intolerance to caffeine that doesn't involve any type of enzymes or anything. They mm-hmm. just get super jittery even with a little, you know, with a little bit of ca- of coffee. And other people can drink a whole pot of coffee and and it doesn't affect them. So that's an example of an intolerance. I'm one of the jittery ones. Yeah, I know. Very but jittery. you're always jittery, so I don't. Well, maybe think I that have counts. a lot of intolerance. 
to it's, everything. Yeah, yes. Intolerant of you. Uh-huh. So, so what about gluten? You can have an intolerance to gluten, and it just kind of upsets your stomach. But some people have something called celiac disease. Yes. And this involves a specific part of your immune system, okay, mm-hmm. that you develop an immune reaction to the gluten, and this is and this causes inflammation in the intestines, and that's what celiac disease is. That's a specific type of a reaction. That's not an intolerance like uh, lactose intolerance, or some people just get upset stomach with gluten. That's what my family does. But they don't get the full-blown celiac disease. That's a different problem. That's just something that you have? It's not something you work your way through? Well, some most intolerances people can deal with either by avoiding, as long as it's not messing up their diet and they're just eating you know, rice and water like actually I've occasionally seen, okay? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just a matter of the dose. A lot of people, for example, even with lactose intolerance, can tolerate some forms of dairy but not others. And so just minimizing the dose. But it's not the same thing as like an allergy involves the immune system. And the most severe type of immune reactions to foods are those severe life-threatening food allergies like we hear about, like with the shrimp and the peanuts that cause yeah. you know, throat swelling, difficulty breathing, uh, life-threatening type of reactions. And that involves a very specific branch of your immune system, okay? That's the more life-threatening food allergies. There are other food allergies in that they involve other parts of your immune system, like something called eosinophilic esophagitis. And this is where eosinophils, it's a type of blood cell, white blood cell involved in allergies. And some people get this really bad uh, inflammation in their esophagus and their swallowing tube from this eosinophils building up in there and it can cause scarring and constriction like like really bad reflux can potentially cause scarring and restriction. And this okay. can be very, uh, uh, you know, very severe in some of these patients. They need to go in there and get their esophagus stretched out. If we can identify the specific food, you know, we can mm-hmm. we can avoid that. There's something called oral allergy syndrome, where there's certain pollens that share protein with certain fresh fruits and vegetables. For example, the most common one around here is birch tree pollen. Shares a protein with fresh apples, cherries, peaches, pitted fruits like that. Mm -hmm. And when the folks eat the fresh apples and the fresh cherries, it'll cause their mouth to be really itchy, sometimes itchy eyes and sneezing. And when you heat that food up, that protein falls apart and they can eat it. So they can eat like apple pie, cherry pie, but they can't eat the fresh apples. This is related to a shared protein with birch tree pollen. The thing about that is if we treat the birch tree pollen allergy with the allergy vaccine shot, frequently that makes that oral allergy syndrome problem go away and they can eat the apples again. Same thing with ragweed pollen and Melons, I see that a lot in the area as well. Okay, they share a protein as well. Yeah, exactly. And when you you know you don't heat up, you don't make watermelon pie. Uh, but <laughs> no, not normal. But not bananas normal. can also Hot watermelon doesn't. It? That, thank <laughs> yeah. you for bringing that up because now yeah. I have to think about that for a long time. Some people have the problem with bananas, and that shares a protein with the ragweed too. And they can eat banana nut bread, but when they eat fresh bananas, it makes their mouth itchy. One of the things that really I, I really can't wrap my brain around. I'm not always the brightest bulb in the box, but when I was little, like, okay, let's go back to elementary school. Mm -hmm. It was scarring at certain points, but other parts of it were really good. And when it was your birthday, we all brought in a treat. Yeah, right? cupcakes or whatever. And we could get 
anything. There was never yeah. any thought about anything. You know, mm-hmm. just whatever you brought in. Hey, it's you yeah. Know. You never heard of all these food allergies right. when we were kids. Well, now everybody's got them. Th- they're so limited. You know, like yeah. bringing pencils or something. What happened? I mean, it was I just completely unaware of what was going on? I didn't. I didn't know you in in your youth dance. Well, so you can assume, but, <laughs> but so actually, people have studied that. Okay, and it ends up being a very complicated question because there's a lot of different factors into comparing now to then. Okay, because we know a lot more now. Mm-hmm. compared to back then about how do the food allergies work and the different type of food allergy issues. We have a lot more testing now available that we didn't have then. And a lot of the testing now is is more reliable compared to then. Um, so it ends up that there's probably a little bit increase in the actual cases of food allergies, but there's also a lot more awareness of it. So... Um, a lot of people think that they have a food allergy, but they actually don't. The other thing is um, the testing has been uh, available much more easily to a lot of primary care providers. And sometimes people run the test and they get the results back and it looks a little bit positive, okay? Mm-hmm. But the people can eat the food without any problem. So that's called a false positive, okay? And that is not uncommon in the blood allergy testing. That's why we don't diagnose food allergies by the allergy tests alone. It's mm-hmm. one piece of the puzzle. It's the history, the exam, and the test. And the better that those three pieces of the puzzle fit together, the more sure we are that somebody has actually has a food allergy. But is it possible that some people are being diagnosed based on the test? I mean, is that why we're getting so... Because I don't remember anybody, you know, struggling yeah. with the Snicker bar that I gave them. Yeah. Because if they were allergic, whether we knew it or not, we should have seen something Yeah, happen. I don't remember any kids ever getting sick from even Halloween. Well, there we... was one kid who brought food that nobody ate. <laughs> but well, that's different. That wasn't an allergy. Yeah, so again, it's a combination thing. There's There looks like there's a little bit increase yep. in... And the, the, the prevalence of food allergy in the society, but there's also, an in, I don't know if there's an increase or not, but there's increased awareness about the possibility, and there's probably increased testing with now that the blood test being, being a, blood testing being More available, available, and sometimes that overcalls it too. Okay. Actually, oftentimes it does, so we need to be careful about not overdiagnosing. Right, well. but it is scary. There was mm-hmm. a news story, and we're going to go take a break. I'm just going to assume that you can <laughs> hang with us over the break. <laughs> sure. Do you have a, an immediate thing that you've got to rush off to? No, I'm fine. Okay, good. That works, because if it didn't, <laughs> you are gonna I'm going to have to cram a lot uh, of questions into the next 30 seconds. Yeah. No, we're going to come back, because there was a news story right around the start of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Where a boy died, and the idea reported by the media was that he did so just from smelling cooking fish. Yeah. We want to talk to you about that when we come back. Stay tuned. want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. Well, welcome back, everybody. Even you, Betsy. Welcome oh, why, thank you. And Dr. Vince. And oh, I, I was going to say that. We're oh. in the studio with Dr. Vincent Dubrovic, allergist, 
Tell us exactly. Extraordinary. You, yeah, I was just extraordinary. <laughs> what did you call yourself when you walked in? Sir. Sir. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I used to be in the military. I, I don't get that anymore. <laughs> well, sir, what we're wondering is, no, we've been talking about allergies and yeah. food allergies specifically. Mm-hmm. And it's something that if you've got a kid in school or a grandkid in mm. school, Food allergies. It seems to be very common Very, nowadays. very prevalent. There's all kinds of things we can bring to school and can't bring to school anymore. Right. And we're trying to dig into some of that and just wrap our brains around it. We talked about food intolerances and how yeah. that's different. So if you missed some of that and you do struggle with some of those issues, it might be worth you Going know, back heading to the listening. website and checking that yep. earlier segment out. But right now, I want to talk about a case, and I don't remember where it exactly took place, but it happened on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. And there was, do you remember this story? Yeah. Betsy? There yep. was a young boy. 11, I think. 11. And he died. He actually died. Mm-hmm. And as they kind of tried to figure out exactly what happened, the idea came about, and it seems to be the conclusion, that just from smelling, he had a, an allergy to shellfish. Mm-hmm. And just by smelling cooking fish, mm-hmm. they were getting together for a get-together, and there's fish cooking. Airborne asthma right. or something was, like it, that. It, right. It it triggered his asthma. Yeah. And he passed away. That's scary. I mean, can yeah. you help us understand potentially what happened? Are you familiar with the case? Yeah. Okay. And I read the article. Now, first of all, I don't make any definite co- conclusions based on reading a news article because right. oftentimes there's things missing. Yeah. Right. That's so I don't want to. So I, I want, first of uh-huh. all, I want to be careful about that. So. A couple things that come out of looking over that article is we do know that certain things increase the risk of having a potentially more severe food allergic reaction. And one of those is asthma. And the article reported that the kid had asthma. Mm -hmm. So um, about half of folks that have generalized severe food allergic reactions will have an asthma component. They'll get spasming in their airways and make it hard to breathe and tightness and stuff like that. Now, if you have asthma, your airways are more sensitive in the first place. They're, they're more rea- hyperreactive. So, and another thing is, if your asthma is not well controlled, if you have a lot of inflammation mm-hmm. in your lungs from your asthma because it's not well controlled, that's even a bigger potential problem were you to have a reaction. The other thing is, um, the article didn't mention whether or not there was an epi auto injector administered. Right. So mm-hmm. another risk factor we do know of having a potentially more severe life-threatening food allergic reaction like that could kill you is not getting your epi auto injector injected in time. Mm-hmm. So if it's delayed too long, that reaction can progress, progress, progress to the point of no return. The article What is too long? Every patient I see that I give an EpiPen prescription for, I give them a food allergy epi auto injector action plan. And I talk to them, watch for this. If you have these types of symptoms, give yourself the, you know, or have mm-hmm. somebody administer the epi auto injector and take these additional medicines and call 911 or go to the nearest emergency room. Um, the article mentioned that. Uh, administering albuterol. So if you have a severe reaction that's triggering an asthma flare, the most important medication to get on board as soon as possible is that epi. And the albuterol, we add that onto it as well. And I'll usually say also add some Benadryl. But the most important one is the epi. 
So you've got to have that with you yes. wherever you go. I was yes. reading another article, and that's what the gentleman started yeah. it off with. I start with my car keys, my wallet, and my EpiPen mm-hmm. yes. every single morning. And right. then the other point that I that I got out of the article is cooking, you can aerosolize the protein, okay? Mm-hmm. So there's well-known case reports of people boiling shrimp. I've had patients go into like parties where somebody's sautéing shrimp and it's that starts causing wheezing and chest tightness, they mm-hmm. got to get out of there, okay? Mm-hmm. So that can aerosolize that protein and they're inhaling the protein. So that's well known that that can cause if severe allergic reaction. Just smelling the food on its own is is not going to cause a problem. So for example, um, if somebody's eating a peanut butter jelly sandwich, you know, in the same room, mm-hmm. in the same area of a kid with food allergy to peanut, that peanut butter would need to make contact with the child's allergy cells to trigger that allergic reaction. Just smelling it isn't going to trigger that type of a reaction, okay? However, I always tell patients, if I've had a severe life-threatening food allergy to peanut and somebody is sitting next to me like on a bus eating a peanut butter jelly sandwich, I'd probably be a little bit anxious about it. You know, Mm -hmm. that's normal. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then I would think about it probably more and realize, well, as long as I don't eat it, Mm -hmm. as long as it's not getting into me, it's not going to trigger that type of a problem. So reasonable avoidance is important. And this is where knowledge is power, okay? Mm -hmm. This is where we need to make sure that we have the right diagnosis to start with. And so that's where careful evaluation is important. Now, what about people who are just starting out with children? Like maybe Mm -hmm. they have a new baby or something like that. My cousin just had a baby, and this is why I'm asking. How do you know as they grow older and start eating things if they are allergic to things? I mean, are there things you should just avoid altogether because there's a very good likelihood that they'll be allergic? Yeah, so they used to say that in the early 90s, Mm -hmm. the theory, there was a theory that if we avoid these certain foods, there's probably about 10 foods or so that cause the great majority of severe life-threatening food allergic reactions, like the tree nuts and the peanuts Mm -hmm. and the little kids, egg, wheat, soy milk, those kind of things. And the theory was avoid those and maybe we can decrease the chance of these kids developing food allergies. Mm -hmm. What they found out is that at least in certain cases... It either didn't do anything or it actually increased the risk of developing the food allergy. By not eating it. By not eating it in those first few years. Because your immune system, allergies is one arm of your immune system, okay? Mm -hmm. So the immune system has to balance between reacting against something and knowing that something is, I should not react to that. Mm -hmm. So the immune system recognizes I don't want to react against my own body. Right. So that's called tolerance. So there's uh, tolerance that develops even in, in the diet in those first few years of life where the body recognizes this is not a problem. I don't need to mount a, an immune reaction to it. I don't need to develop an allergy to that. And so that's called developing tolerance to those foods. And that programming happens within the first few years of life. Um, so without the body seeing that, in those first few years that actually increase the chance of developing food allergy, especially to like peanut mm-hmm. and egg. That's been well shown. Is that some of maybe what we see in the schools now? I think that was probably playing a role. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so within the past few years, they've totally reversed that 180 degrees. <laughs> and now we say 
introduce peanut within the first four to six months. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, egg, get it going. And all there's no no restrictions anymore. And actually, don't try to avoid it unless there's certain mm-hmm. specific situations like severe eczema. That would be something to be cautious about and run by a specialist. And then egg allergy uh, is a little bit increased risk of potentially having a peanut allergy. So that's something to discuss you know, with your doctor or your allergist. And those types of um, uh, details, I mean, you can get that. There's something called Food Allergy Research Education. They're a great website, F-A-R-E. I got the links on my website if you want. Um, the American College and American Academy of Allergy, Asthma, Immunology, they have information on that. Um, the American Academy of Pediatrics, they've adjusted how to introduce these foods early on safely to hopefully decrease the chance of kids developing allergies. And the studies found particularly in kids like with eczema decreasing the risk. All right. That's very interesting. Yeah. The whole thing is really interesting and Mm -hmm. incredibly prevalent. If our listeners are just looking for more information right mm-hmm. now. You mentioned your website and a bunch of links. Sure. Where can they get this information? So my website is myallergyasthma.com, and I have links to FAIR, F-A-R-E, to the American College of Allergy, Asthma, Immunology, American Academy, and I have a PDF there from NIH's rec- uh, recent, within the past few years, kind of a review about food allergies in general. All right. Dr. Vince, thanks for being here. Sure. Thank you. Now, don't go too far, because coming up after the break, we're going to give you a sneak peek at the Home and Garden Show next week, some of the things that we'll have out there. Plus, we're going to give you a chance to win some tickets to get in for free. A ton of tickets. Yes. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Betsy, we are heading into a big week next week. We've got the we are. Home and Garden Show coming up. Yes, and we do. Everybody needs to get out there yeah. and see this stuff because our booth is spectacular. <laughs> Right? Wow. I mean, not You're not visually. biased at all. <laughs> <laughs> visually, I don't know that it's spectacular, not compared to some of the other stuff there. But practically, right. and how cool it is, yeah. it's very fun. Well, we have a lot of cool things that we are displaying, some that you will have seen before, potentially. Right. So you want to get out and see our booth. Yeah. But you also just want to see all the other stuff out there. Yeah. Right? I mean, there. this is the Home and Garden Show. This so is the big show. There are all kinds of cool displays and cool booths. And people haul in all kinds of things yeah. that you'd never would think people would go through this much work for. But trees, they create... Gardens. And, yeah. Entire gardens. And they are spectacular. I right. cannot even begin to describe some of them. If you're longing for better weather in spring, <laughs> and I know next weekend right. isn't supposed to be warm by any stretch yeah. of the imagination, it's a great time. Just it is. Just get to DeVos Place. Yeah. Tool around there for a little bit. It's a great way to spend some time. Stop by and see us at our booth. Yeah. Stop by. Say hi. And we want to make that easy for you to do. So we're going to give away... How many pair did we decide? Seven. Seven pairs. pairs of tickets. Yes. To the Home and Garden Show. We're going to do that at the end of the show. We'll tell yep. you how you can win, and then we'll get them out to you. Right. But to kind of, I don't know, wet your appetite? Is yeah. that the right get way Get you to... ready. Get you thinking. Get you thinking. Yeah. 
Hopefully it doesn't bore you to death and make you think you don't want to come. We'll tell you what's in the booth, yeah. in our booth. Just a few Our things. spectacular booth. Yes. Designed by spectacularly brilliant people. Well, <laughs> you had a hand in it, but mostly it was... Oh, no. of course. No, it really is a fun booth. It because is. Because our yeah. previous booths in years past, you know, a long time ago, mm. we would I would generally just bring a bunch of paint cans. Right. And I always wondered why nobody stopped by and talked to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then you came on board and said it's because my booth was boring. Yeah, those kind of booths, I, I, paint companies, that's what we tend to think of. Let's just put hey, a bunch of paint Look at this paint can. can. Right, but that doesn't tell anybody walking by anything. So we kind of rethought what we were doing and built the booth around projects. Right, and one of those projects that absolutely we spend... The most popular yeah, project. Yeah, we spend a ton of time talking about it, kitchen cabinets. Yep. If you've got a kitchen cabinet repaint in your future, mm-hmm. or you're even thinking about it. You've got the oak cabinets. Yeah. You know, we talked with Shelly Kuypers from Shelly's Kitchens a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. one of our contractors who, that's what she specializes in. Right. It's her yep. mission yeah. to get rid of oak cabinets everywhere. <laughs> yes. If you're deciding or debating whether mm-hmm. this is a project you want to tackle on your own or whether you want to hire it done, yep. come on out to the show. We've yeah. got displays right there that you can look at and mm-hmm. see all the different steps. Yeah. And we will walk you through every single one of those steps in excruciating detail if necessary. Right. We'll give you all the tools that you need. So we'll show you the primer that you need, the paint that you need, perhaps some of the tools that you might look at purchasing. And we also have cool little sheets that we've made up that walks you through the steps so you can take that home with you. And just as a reminder of the products and the things that we've talked about. What we've found is that when there's this actual display where they can yeah. see the primer step, they can see what scuff sanding really what the results like. should yep. look like or feel right. like it the light goes off yep. and we talked to people at this last show the the mm-hmm. new home and remodeling show in yeah. january yep. we talked to people who actually had met us at last year's home and garden show yeah walked their way through this project with mm-hmm. us at that show yeah and then did it yeah and they came back and found us and showed us pictures of the results and it was great. Yeah. It was really fun to talk to people who jumped into a project that they weren't sure they were ready for, mm-hmm. but they felt confident. Right. And then they produced amazing results. Yeah. Another product that we're going to showcase at this year's show is ScuffX. And we've talked about it before. It's a Benjamin Moore product. It is super scuff resistant. I cannot tell you how many complex apartment complex owners we talked to at the remodeling and new home show who were just amazed by it they kept yeah, coming back to see it over and over a number again. of them that would just keep sh- and they would bring people with them yeah you gotta see I've this i've got you this new guy this. that has to just see this a minute because right. we had a big wall right. with it on it yeah. because hearing about it is one it thing. it doesn't do it justice right you mm-hmm. can actually see it and scuff it and try, try. to scuff it <laughs> right so you've got to come and check that out once you see it yeah. and see how it works mm-hmm. like i said well like betsy said sometimes it feels like i say uh-huh. you know in my head if you it was say- smart I always look back right. on it as something I must uh-huh. have said. Okay, anyway, your point. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Not so smart. Not so smart. No, they kept coming back and they were astonished yeah. at how well it worked. They had to just keep bringing people mm-hmm. to show them. Well, and it was originally made for apartment complexes, hotels, hospitals. You oh, know. but you need to use it everywhere. Yeah, homeowners are finding it's great for hallways, mudrooms, trim, cabinets. They're starting to even use it on cabinets. We've yeah. been a little skeptical, but it seems to be working out really really well yeah so stop by for sure and check that out come scuff the wall if you dare try to yes you can try to well you can scuff the other side that is not painted with scuff right well that's the thing it's really fun because one half of the display is scuff x the other half is regular paint 
and it's like magic. Yes. Scuffs happen on one side, not on the other. We're also going to be demonstrating a product that we make mm-hmm. and we've never talked about on the radio. We haven't. This it is, is the first. Basically, it, it's called Mirapoxy. Yeah. But that doesn't mean anything. No. It's one of those... Uh, it's like a 50 coats of varnish in one application kind of a product. It's you like know, those bar, bar top, table. Yeah, right. the really thick clear epoxy where you mix two things together and it sets River tables. Quickly. If you've ever looked online and watched people create live edge river tables. Yep. Where they pour this epoxy into that area mm-hmm. and they create this amazing, really cool effect. Yeah, amazingly beautiful tabletops and stuff like that. That's what this product is. Yeah. We manufacture it, and Betsy and I have been messing around with it, trying to yeah. create a number of cool different projects where we mm-hmm. can demo exactly what the product will do. And we're going to have those on display yeah. and walk you through some of those projects. Yeah, it's really fun and it's definitely something to stop by and check out. We also have a wood floor there that. We like to showcase because most people think when you have a wood floor, you have to put some sort of oil-based coating over top. And not everybody wants to work with oil-based products. Right. It takes longer to dry, the smell, all of that good stuff. We actually put a water-based polyurethane on it, and it is amazing how well right. it has held up through, what, three, four shows now? Right. It just keeps going, and people it walk all over it. wonderful to apply, dried yeah. so fast, Mira Clear, yep. a Repcolite product, we make that. And it's held up so well. It, it really yeah. surprised me. Yeah. I knew that it was supposed to hold up as well as the solvent-based, the mm-hmm. oil-based products will. Yep. But I didn't think the application was going to be as easy as it was. Yeah. But it turned out that it really is a nice product to work with. And it doesn't have to be for floors, but this might be the perfect product for some furniture or who knows what you're working on where you don't want to deal with that oil-based smell. Just come and check it out. We also have a number of projects that we can walk you through that are for the the exterior of your home. You know, like painting your vinyl siding or perhaps your shutters, front doors, painting them, what paints to use. And how to do it. And how to do it. People are unsure which is the right way to go. We can walk you through that. Yeah. Perhaps painting your brick if you have a house that's looking a little dated because of the brick. And it's not as hard as you think. It's not as intimidating as you think. And you we'll don't use you as much it. paint as you'll think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All of that we can walk you through. Yeah. It's basically like a little taste. I mean, I don't want to overplay this. Okay. It's like a foretaste of heaven. All right. I'm just going to say that <laughs> and I'm going to just leave it there. Don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I think you might be overselling Maybe it just a little, bit. a little bit. But it's fun. Okay. It's pretty fun. All right. Do you want to move on and give away some tickets? Now? Well, I want to give away tickets, but I also want to mention that we're going to be selling gift certificates at the show. Yes, that is true. We'll have a show special where you can get 25% off of the gift certificates. And the gift certificates don't expire. So if you have a project even in the next couple years, it's worth it. Right. So stop out and do that. But that's only at the show. Right. All right. Giving away tickets. Yes. All you need to do is email us. Mm-hmm. Just say hi. I don't yes. care what you say in there as long as it's cool and appropriate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but first seven people will each get a pair of tickets. Yeah. The email address is radio at repcolite.com. Just like that, I'm done. Yeah. And so are we. Exactly. If you want to listen to this episode, you can find it online at repcolite.com. And make sure you're getting out to the show next weekend. Right. We'll see you then. Till then, I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And we'll do our part to give you just that little foretaste of what heaven could be like if you stop out at our booth. <laughs> I don't know that there's paint in heaven. Oh, I never thought about that. <laughs> I'm going to contact some theologians. Okay. We'll get back to you next week. Right. Thanks for listening.